0: awesome (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm trisha and i'm crystal
1: and this is barnum and beautiful
2: i love barnum and beautiful
1: Okay, Crystal. So, let's see. We have been learning a little bit of things to, I guess, share with people about particularly the order in which to get a construction loan and a few other things. I know we've talked some about it, but you've particularly learned a few things. So, you want to kind of start off with that? Sure. Before, uh, we didn't
0: have a whole lot of construction loan knowledge. Because we build debt-free and a lot of people that we build with, I guess they do take out some loans, but uh, I don't think they've done construction loans. I guess right. it's different kinds. Right. Um, but so what we've learned and my husband did know some of this, but so this is all that I've learned <laughs> Right, um, is that first off that a construction loan has a time frame that you have to build start to finish. So um, most of them are 12 to 18 months that they want the completion of the home. So it's really, really good to find out before you um, do your construction loan because if not, you might not have everybody set up ready to go in that 12-month period or however many months they give you. Also, if you're doing a Barn Dominium kit, Um, currently the lead time on those are three to six months.
1: Right. And I know COVID has been an effect on a lot of things. I mean, people even saying they can't find the blue junction boxes for like your outlets and stuff like that. So, um, I know we built pre COVID for the most part. I mean, we, we did some finishing work during COVID, but, um, and our lead time still in our building was several months then, and just our metal building. And, um, I know that our doors, uh, I've got a blog, a blog post a little bit about my doors. Um, mm-hmm. ended up taking months to get doors outside, outside doors. And we know you can't really have, you can't start finishing until everything's in the dry. Yes. So having doors is kind of important. <laughs> so, um lee and i know like the time crunch that i've heard people do with under construction loans was one of my biggest incentives for pushing on and keeping to building it ourselves debt free and i know that's funny because of course debt free is a great thing but um i've heard so many horror stories about de- living under those tight time crunches and weird things that the loans require that it that's probably what freaked me out the most about trying to get a construction loan
0: Yes. Well, the good thing about is um, there are some good lenders out there because like the one that we're learning about now, like we went ahead and asked the lender up front, uh, can when the loan closes, can they go ahead and put down the deposit on the building Right. because we knew the lead time. And that way the site can be cleared, the septic tank can be put in, the water, right. um, the driveway. Those things can be being done while they're waiting on their building. In your case, right. you had the building first, though. So. I mean, I know you paid out of pocket, but it, you right. had your building before you started everything.
1: Yes. Yes. We had land, and then we went and got a, a, a building. <laughs> so, yeah. um, anyway, and, and I'm glad we did because we were waiting we were waiting for quite some time. So, um, and like I said, that was pre COVID. So I really can't imagine what it would have been now. Um, So um, I know we had a little struggle kind of coming up with a timeline for people, but I'm just trying to keep us on track here for time. But um, one thing I think we decided to start with was actually to talk to the contractor first. And maybe I guess that's what you're saying is not only get an idea of pricing, because sometimes we want the Taj Mahal which i know is a burial place but anyhow we, <laughs> you know, we can afford uh, we can afford a shack that but- that they want, um, you know, to get an idea for budget and time, I guess would be a good point is to kind of just start some of those conversations because you need a relationship with a really good contractor. who's going to say, this is probably what it's going to cost you per square foot because you may want 3000 square feet and you can afford 1500 square feet. (laughs) So uh, you start, I guess, getting that real life budget, right? Yes. And then, you
0: want an accurate budget, not just somebody that's going to tell you, you well, know, sorry. X amount of square foot. I mean, that's great, but you right. want somebody that's actually giving you a true budget.
1: And then, I guess, then you go get pre-approved, what'd you say? Pre-approved. Not like the, like, real deal, but you just kind of know, like, okay, this is my budget. Now can I get approved for that, right? Right. Okay. All right. So then, what's our next step? Blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, them, you need you them. Do you do yeah, yeah. Yes, not floor plan, blueprint. Blue
0: well, right.
1: Uh, last um, episode, we talked on what the difference was. <laughs> but why well, do you need difference now? Sorry.
0: Oh, you're good. <laughs> well, a good example. Here's a very good example. My husband's been building for, we discovered 30 years now, which makes me sound old. But um, he <laughs> has been taking plans. That have already been drawn up. So they're blueprints. And he uh, has been going to HVAC people, plumbers, um, electricians to get pricing. And some of them, because something happened to all of us during COVID, I don't know what, but some of them, you know, aren't even bidding or they're overbooked or like we just talked about, they can't get supplies. And so uh-huh. for different reasons with different people, he has had problems getting bids with blueprints being a contractor
1: okay well without the blueprints that would be pretty much impossible right well he here's a good example he asked the uh, HVAC guy the other
0: day about a house and Mm -hmm. um, they said I need you to email me the blueprints Shannon did over the phone they said well it'll probably be uh, I think they told him like 13 grand over the phone well, when they got the blue, and that was him telling them, you know, it's a 40 by 60. Right. So when they right. got the blueprints, it's still a 40 by 60, but they learned it was a Barnuminium and there was going to be spray foam. And they were talking about it needed, because spray foam does such a good job that right. they needed a fresh air return, unless right. they plan on opening their windows. And there <laughs> right. has to be some way of fresh air to come in. So right. the bid jumped up several thousand dollars wow i I think it was like four thousand more dollars yeah so you could call all day and say you know i want to get an estimate on this or that and tell them the size but unless they have the blueprints to be able to look to see you know they're looking at how many doors and windows you have how tall your ceilings are you know if you're having one or two stories like they're looking at much more than a 40 by sixty.
1: Where, where they're like if there's going to be like a room for your um, what do you call it with the, um, the mechanical room or yeah. if you're going to have an attic space where they're going to put that stuff right and and like layman people of, often don't know how to even communicate some of that so it's easier already for them to look at the blueprint instead of asking questions that you're like I because I know like sometimes my husband was like um we'll just have a conversation with so-and-so and i'm like i start the conversation and they're asking me questions and i'm looking at him like
2: ah! <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what they're asking me
1: and you know and uh but i know that the blueprints will take a lot of that out and then on top of that the loans they won't approve without correct yeah. like you have to have the blueprints yeah. they have to be stamped usually or no. something. Like not stamped, but an official blueprint with all the details, electrical and all that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: We ha- the ones I've dealt with, because I'm not an architect or an engineer, so sure. um, I have not stamped them because the- I can't. But the only time that I've ever encountered that you actually need them is in, A, you live in a city like we used to live in. It's an uh-huh. old plantation. They call uh-huh. it old money and they have to permit your dog house and that is not a joke
1: (laughs) oh my gosh right
0: you could call them today and they will tell you that Um, right so unless you live in a city that is really strict on what colors you're gonna have and all that kind of stuff those are usually the cities that require you to have an architect
1: You know, do do your drawings. Gotcha. But otherwise, you can just have as long as it's a true set of blueprints, right? Drawn by someone who knows what they're doing, with knowing elevations and so forth. So I guess I'm sure they can tell when it's true blueprints or not. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Well, they do this all day
1: long, so (laughs) so So they see them. So then they've got the blueprints. Then they go back to well, I guess then they're working with the contractor to get a more precise bid. Yes, like you said with those actual blueprints then they can go and further on into the loan correct yes because
0: the contractor on the construction loan that we just helped work with uh the contractor had to which was my husband um had to put in detail like how much the site work was going to be how much the foundation was going to be how much the uh HVAC was going to be you know that kind of stuff they wanted it very detailed they also wanted to know like square footage and all that like how much square footage of metals you're going to have how much square footage gotcha. is going to be carpet or flooring you know so they were they wanted a very detailed very detailed. gotcha yeah so it needs to be a real life budget because they're wanting that to do your loan
1: Right, and a lot of that is useful to know. I mean, yes, we we did wing a lot, but I also have my husband that I brag on all the time, who uh, knows and understands more than I can even explain or fathom. I'm sure, just like yours, and he kind of has a rough idea in his head what he needs and how much he needs and so forth. And I'm not gonna lie, still sometimes we were like, well, we'll just return stuff later and overbuy a little bit. But I also know that many contractors do that, so yeah, um, so we. We were not out of the norm per se on that, but yeah, having kind of that rough idea anyhow is good, even if you are being your own general contractor and even if you're doing it out of pocket. So um, well, you gotta have some kind of budget. We've, otherwise, you're gonna like you're gonna get to the HVAC and you've blown it all. <laughs> you're gonna just have fans. Um, but <laughs> um, and yeah. so talking about the budget, because we know I see all the time people have some crazy expectations sometimes for budgets and unfortunately now we are dealing with COVID prices and so forth but um, I think that you're going to always have fluctuation prices and unrealistic expectations but one thing you asked and you said that was possible and for most cases was putting in unfinished spaces which I think is more feasible in a dominium. correct
0: absolutely yes
1: that you can say later we're going to add on and this is going to be like you could say do a one story um and kind of leave an empty space upstairs for your later upstairs correct and then yes, or a loft area or whatever and then finish it later so you can get it all done under the construction loan up to that point and then later come back and try and do the rest maybe out of pocket right yeah Am I right? So, okay.
0: yeah the construction loan officers that we have talked to um they have said as long as it is well noted on the blueprints because they take the blueprints to do your appraisal and that's how you get approved for your loan so that's the other reason you can't get a loan without a blueprint
2: (laughs) because they have
0: nothing to compare it to to appraise it because your loan officer gives it to them and then they don't make that decision the appraisal the appraiser makes that decision
1: so much but, power they have, right?
0: <laughs> I know right um, yeah. so but yeah my understanding the two that I've talked to loan officers specifically on this topic is they said that they do loan on unfinished areas as long as they are clearly marked and one of them not the other one said that it also had to have something of course you know like you do in your house you know like an exterior door going into a shop if right. you wanted that an unfinished area and you were going to change it later then you know just that it's noted on the plans and then there's an exterior door going into it or something covering it up you know rather than right. you cover you it have, up with sheet you know
1: walk through this construction zone to get to the rest of your house sort of right that's yeah. what you're saying okay Okay. Perfect. So that could really help someone if their budget is lean now, but maybe like in a few years, they want to do more. So it it could take some creativity, but I'm sure as someone who does plans that's something, you can work with them on and even do like the full set and then take out some stuff, I guess. And put the space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm signing you up for stuff. That's extra. (laughs) Okay, so another thing we wanted to hit on was framing. I know I see a lot of questions about, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do you frame a metal house? I think the pole bar was a lot more normal than, like, a lot closer to a stick belt, right, um, from what I saw. Except for one thing, you guys still did all your framing of your shell Yes. Yeah. independent from the rest of the walls, which is key, generally, in a barnuminium. Agreed? Yeah. Yep. So, so we have
0: no interior load bearing walls,
1: right? And neither do we, which of course makes sense in a metal building. But I wasn't sure how uh, how that worked in your pole barn, but it's still or pole barn based <laughs> burn <them in> there <laughs> <laughs> But it worked the same, and I do love that because that means honestly, you could also make changes if you really had to. If you're on a construction loan, you have to get them approved. Just to say that there, but. But yes. you can make changes, um, like, or like I said, like, you could have something more open, later add some walls, later take out some walls, like, way down the road, we're talking, if you had some major changes. But your your existing structure stands as is, no yeah. no need to, like, try to figure out a header and all this other stuff. So I mean,
0: you could remodel the whole inside if you wanted to 10 years down the exactly. road, and it like, wouldn't affect like, your like, exterior at all.
1: <laughs> Don't give a hands ideas, because I'm still hearing his shop isn't big enough. <laughs> um, so, but one thing we did say, which this kind of ties into the unfinished spaces, extra space is extra finishing. That is a lot of cost, period. Anytime you have more square footage, you're like, I need this huge building. Okay, but if you add on, it's not just adding a few walls. It's adding your trim, your molding, your wall covering, your electrical outlets, your Blah, blah 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 right yeah so extra insulation. space insulation yeah. uh wiring whatever it it it's exponential so you know just remember extra space is not it's not free <laughs> <laughs> um so okay stairs um stairs is part of when you're framing it you well and when you're doing the blueprints that's one thing i re- something that we figured out it's such an interrupter unless it's going to be a focal point so to really plan out your stairs and try if you have to have stairs if you're going 2 story but you got to really plan out your stairs and some things that we said you could do would be storage a uh, closet half bath um or just creatively putting in because it's a huge Square footage, a lot of people don't account for because, right,
0: and I I love the way both yours and our our stairs are done. Ours are kind of hidden in the wall where you don't Mm -hmm. see them, so they're not a focal point. And actually, we ours was an afterthought, so that we stole a closet to do them. Um, so that's how that's how smaller ours are, but they're they work well, and then yours are in your shop um so they're not in the middle of your living room or take up space in your main house
1: right because we could not figure out how to work around the stairs honestly I was like do we have to have them in the middle of the house and my husband was like, well, no. <laughs> I was like, well, let's put it back there. But we, what yours reminds me of is I had a friend at el- whose grandma lived in an old farmhouse. We used to stay over all the time. And they had an attic room. And they had, and I know some people have seen these houses, the old houses that had the little stairs off of the kitchen. And you go up into the attic room. And they were small stairs. It reminds me a lot of that. Um, but they're true stairs. They're not like a, a ladder or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And, and yeah they don't you don't feel claustrophobic it's just it's sufficient and efficient <laughs> so well,
0: i'm a very claustrophobic person and i don't feel claustrophobic in them at all um, yeah. but i do love where they're at because you can still use the entire wall you know ours, right. our our daughter's closet is in them from her room so it's from the other side but from the game room side that whole wall is still open.
2: Right. Because they're
1: so literally like you said, between two walls. So you're mm-hmm. not like this big open hole that you can't do anything with. I, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It literally
0: took up no space in our house.
1: Yeah. It, it was really cool. It, it turned out very well. It's very, very strategic. But that's just one thing we wanted to point out to make sure people really, really think about the stairs. Because I know it's crazy, but you may be really upset that, like, Hundred square feet are just gone or more from your stairs. Um, uh, Now, framing windows and doors is something. Well, and framing period. Um, I know we're talking about on the subject of framing, but um, one thing people say, like with the metal building, and I have the same question: like, what on earth do we do about these big metal beams? Because they are not flush; they do come into the building, um, and some of them have a little bit of an angle. And so my husband's like, it's simple. We're going to frame at the edge of them. We're not, we did not wrap the beams like you can. You can, um, I don't know how else to explain wrapping a beam, but you can keep the wall closer to the metal outside and then jut out and wrap like with wood or yeah. whatever the metal beam or with sheetrock, even I guess, right? Yeah,
0: you can <laughs> do it with sheetrock or wood. Um, wood would make it look decorative, I guess. Right, like unless you have wood balls, like you guys do, like right. Some people just wrap them for a decorative,
1: to make it um, look point. like some cool wooden structure. Right.
0: Yeah, the um, sheet rock would just look like it bumped out, like if you had another room adjoining it.
1: Right, or if you had just, um, like I know people have seen like where you've got ductwork or something, and you've just got yeah. a little bit of ductwork wrapped around it, um, and and that definitely saves a little bit on square footage. Um, but we went for the deep set windows and um I was like I gotta I had to go look for pictures to even see if I could even wrap my head around that because all my life I've had windows that had a normal sill that was like what maybe four inches deep. And yeah. ours are like I mean, and one we have a fish tank sitting in it, so it's obviously a lot deeper. I um, personally love the way you guys did yours
0: though. And I had somebody <laughs> ask me the other day. Uh I felt like the best way to do it is and I said the way you guys did because I feel like that's
1: you know it uses the space better
0: in my opinion
1: I think so too and I feel like the bump outs and and this is hey do what you want to do the bump outs to me are almost interrupters of flow like if you were trying to work furniture around it you may have this weird little bump out wrapped around a beam in a weird space but instead we have flat walls And like it doesn't cause an issue with furniture or anything like that, like trying to put a couch up against it. You have this weird beam and the wall cuts in and out (laughs) behind your couch, if that makes sense. Um, And so we have flat walls. And so my husband was totally right. And then um, we framed basically the entire like inside of that metal building. We framed All the walls, where the windows were going to go, we did not have them pre-frame the windows. You can do either way, but we didn't. We had them, we came after the fact and had the wooden regular framing, but inside of the metal building. So it was like a whole separate structure almost, I guess. And and, um, your husband had the, um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like a gun. (laughs) Do you know what you call it? That you shoot the nails into the concrete. It is very loud and it's actually, like, charged, I guess, with the comforter or something. And that's the thing to connect the wood to the... Because all these were questions I had. My husband's always like, just wait and see. Just wait and see. <laughs> I don't
0: know what it's called, but it does something that shoots the anchor... Some kind of anchor boats into the concrete.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And so... Um, but so, if you have that question, and then if you have questions about, like, you know, as far as how do you, how do you, what do you do with the windows when they're deep set? You know, we use wood. I'm sure you use um, sheetrock or whatever, but, you know, we've just got these deep set windows that have the same, they're like little mini walls inside of our windowsill. There's pictures, I think, on Facebook or on, on the blog, but, um, Let's see. Oh, a- X-bracing was one thing we were gonna say. Is like you have to keep in mind for windows and for framing, working around your X beams. Um, the. Yes. Um.
0: And that's the good thing about a pole barn that you don't have, because everybody's right. always asking. Uh, I actually saw this the other day. Pros and cons like pole barn versus metal building. Oh yeah, metal building. Know, sure, metal <laughs> building hands down is sturdier, stronger, gonna last longer. Right. You know, lo- lower maintenance. Uh, right. The pole barn, when it comes to the X bracing, you don't have any, so right. you can put like we did twenty eight windows
1: in your house and eight exterior <laughs> doors, and I, and I, we mean this X bracing is huge. It is yeah. from, from like, if you took a quarter of like the side panel of our house on the, the 60 foot side, if you took a, no, not a quarter. If you took a third and you went from floor to the opposite corner, we have several of those. So they're huge X bracing that you cannot put a window in. You yeah, you sort of, you can work around it, but it, it's not going to look normal. Um it, it, you have to very strategically work around these X bracing and it has to be considered when you're doing your framing, when you're doing your blueprints, everything. So, and yes, you get a lot more freedom with the pole barn for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to run short on time. So we're going to quickly hit on plumbing. Um, I think one thing you said about plumbing was if you're asking certain questions, it's really your telltale sign. You need to go see a professional. Because, i see. What was it? Venting was something you were concerned about. People may or may not know about venting. You have to vent your you have to vent your pipes. You'll end up with sewer gas. You'll end up with bad flow issues. If you don't have the right um fall is what they call it. It's a certain percentage. If you don't have the correct um size piping, if you don't have the correct layout, you may end up with having sewer water back up into your main lines. You you really need to know what you're doing because especially if you're doing a slab. It could be yes. a big issue, um, but we did say you and I both agreed that in general, unless you make a big boo boo in your building, <laughs> yeah. um, or you like completely decided to change where your uh, toilet is, that there's not a lot of reason for people to be super freaked out about having plumbing and slab. I agreed, and you agreed, and I do yes. sure for the company.
0: <laughs> and Shannon, um, I asked Shannon about this. Uh-huh. Because we were talking about it and I told him we would be on the, um, talking about it in the blog. Uh-huh. And he actually agreed that in all the years that he has done building and all the times he's had to go back to people's house for mistakes or things, you know, to fix others' problems. Uh, the slab has not been ever the big
1: issue for plumbing. Right. So if you he to make said. Changes, yes, you will have to dig up some concrete. But. Right right um, you know some people talk about putting the whole plumbing system in sleeves I mean now our now our packs are in our general water system for incoming is not really I guess in the slab it's mostly like the majority of it is our our drain lines or sewer lines or septic lines or whatever you want to say the lines taking out the waste those are mostly what is in our slab and then our majority of our packs other than the very inlet that comes in the majority of that is run within the walls some things that they can do is like for our drain lines. So my husband wanted just a slight bit of wiggle room for when like we installed a toilet or reinstalled a tub. Oh, that was one thing you had said was people knowing things like your toilet's gotta be 18 inches from the wall. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Things like that. Um, I'm planning ahead of time, but, um, that, we, he wanted just a little bit of wiggle room. And sometimes when you have, when you put your plumbing in, like your drain lines and you have a concrete going straight up to it, he's like, I just wish there was a way where we could just have even a slight bit of room. And so what we came up with, um, and this was totally out of the box. We could not Google this, find anywhere. We were totally creative and it worked out was we went and bought a bunch of like bubble wrap. We wrapped every pipe. This is after this is like three bars in
2: and everything
1: we wrapped the very base of the pipe with duct tape and (laughs) bubble wrap to make about an inch or so buffer. And so um, when, after the concrete was put in and dried and cured, we came back, pulled out that. And then there was this lovely little space in between. And sure enough, we had that wiggle room that he was looking for. So that worked really well. I highly recommend that if you're going to go that route. And uh, for the record, my yeah.
0: husband said that that was one of the most brilliant things
1: that he has <laughs> seen in
0: construction.
1: <laughs> that was totally out of the box thinking. That's sometimes what you get. But uh, and that, that was me and my husband sitting there brainstorming. So, well, thank you. Um, and um, a couple other things that we did do just to protect our pipes anywhere that um, the plumbing passed through, like um, over where the concrete might be um like let's say where if it passed over past like the driveway or something like that he did put pvc within a pvc so he might put a two inch pipe inside of a three inch pipe um the two inch pipe is our actual line and then the three inch pipe would be like the sleeve that's what a lot of people run their pecs through too if they do put that pecs inside of the slab but So, um, just so that like, if there's a lot of vibration or like a rock hits it, it doesn't puncture through it. Um, and then he also very carefully backfilled the gravel around the pipe and packed it in so that like things weren't bending and flexing. We had one little boo-boo that happened and I'll tell you how he fixed it. That the, um, scissor lift bumped into one pipe that stick it up. He said it was barely, barely bumped into it and he heard crack And he knew, he's like, no, I know this pipe's going to have to be fixed. But he found, there's a drill tool that attaches to a regular drill that has a tiny little blade on it. It's about an inch blade. And you can cut inside of a pipe. So we pulled, we finished cutting inside of the pipe. And um, we we used a coupler and attached the pipe. And it actually went really well. And so Again, we were able to to fix that. I think having, again, that little wiggle room actually was huge at that point. Um, But, you know, I see people all the time they're super afraid of the slabs, but they're very durable. And in some ways, if you build it correctly, you build it to code, you're above the frost line, it actually can probably protect your pipes and everything more than anything. What you say? Shannon actually says
0: that he does not want to do pipes any other way but in the slab because you know, almost 99% of the time, you do not have problems. And what you're saying, yes, it protects. It's quite the opposite. You don't have problems
1: because they're in this lab. You know, I mean, I've heard <laughs> stories of, you know, well, first, you know, of course, if it's under a house, you've got to be worried about weather and air hitting it and, and breaking it that way. And critters. and animals
2: story about critters, (laughs) absolutely. I don't know that
0: with plumbing, but I know it with internet.
1: Yes, Yes. protect your internet from the goats. This is Crystal's story. (laughs) But yes, I mean anything can happen, and so I don't think a slab should be something someone be scared of. I think that there's enough out there that you're not probably looking at having to having to drill out a bunch of. Concrete in your future,
0: right? As long as it's done correctly, which right. goes back to
2: hire on a this one, oh, no. you might
0: have to bite the bullet and hire a plumber.
2: Yeah,
1: and I mean, honestly, my husband is HVAC certified, and when it came down to it, he hired an HVAC person. All right, I guess that pretty much covers a whole lot of stuff, when you say? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up and save some more for next time. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Tricia. <laughs> let's uh, let's tell
0: a little bit about what we're working on. Um, we're excited to be able to tell you guys that we're having the Mountain Carpenter come on. It's my husband, and we're hoping to have Tricia's husband as well. But um, Brandon is uh, electrical
1: maintenance, HVAC, and barnuminium builder t- experience. I'll I'll get them there. (laughs) He'll show up.
0: (laughs) So we're really excited for your questions. So we would love if you guys would think about what you really, what like your questions that you go on the groups and say, or your questions that you, you know, you want to do it yourself, but you just don't have the confidence in this certain area. And you want to see maybe if you can, or maybe if you should hire a professional.
1: And whatever other opinions, in fact, it, we will do everything to answer, even if we have similar questions, we'll try to answer everything completely. So even if I have to turn it into a four-part series, <laughs> they may hate us, we'll feed them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if we have to turn it into a four-part series, We're going to try and cover every question possible. So if you get those questions lined up, you can send them to us um, through the Barnum & Beautiful website. You can send it through the email at Beautiful at gmail.com. You can also send it through the Facebook page, the Barnum & Beautiful on Facebook. If you haven't visited us there, go ahead. But send us your questions and we're going to start ramping it up and adding all those questions. And when we have what we feel is a really good amount, or we get totally inundated, that's fine too. But um, yes. we'll uh, make a whole bunch of food for them, make them really happy to uh, participate and give you lots of information and answers. All right, well, uh, we'll be working on that and hope to hear from you guys. Right. I'm Crystal. I'm Trisha. This is going to be beautiful.
2: If you wanted your home to look like any other home, you probably wouldn't have gone the route of building a Barnuminium. At BarnuminiumBeautiful.com, we do everything we can to support you on your special venture of building that shop home, pole barn building, and metal building home. So in addition to offering you the podcast and blog with lots of information and tips, we also offer you a shop where we hope that you can find that special light fixture, that special shelving, or whatever else that you need to complete that beautiful home that you're building. In addition, we are currently looking for vendors that make handmade, made in America, ideal items that really will fit into the feel of a Barnuminium with that same DIY spirit that we bring to each and everything we do. If that's you or you know someone that that is, please reach out to us and continue to look for our items in our shop and continue to like, follow, and support our blog, podcast, and so forth. We wish you best on your journey and see you next time.
0: Bob made beautiful.